Internets, the Talk Texture podcast is sponsored by Attorneys at Law, Jenkins and Jenkins and Associates. Give them a call at 188-223-9797. Jenkins and Jenkins, Attorneys at Law, 188-223-9797. Internets, we, we've got a special guest in the building tonight. As we mentioned earlier, it's Women's History Month, and we have uh, we have a great woman no. here of the interconnected networks, of the internets. Interwebs? Inter- oh, Never inter- say interwebs. Interwebs. Jamila Whoa. Lemieux. Jamila hey. Lemieux. How are you, sis? Hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. I was ready to hear you read more from the uh, sequel to the Willie Lynch letter. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, 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 I mean, that, that's, that's why you're here, too. You, yes, you're here to help to us really go into the history of, of the thing that we got surrounding us, you know, and, and how we cope with an institution of an institutional system, yeah. really. You know, I mean, that, that disenfranchises at every turn, at every slip we could make, you know, and, and even still, Haitian Miguel carries his box cutter, even still, you know. But um, good to see you, sis. Good I gotta to tell you, you, you're taller than I imagined, than I remember. And, and I'm gonna tell internet, I'm gonna tell y'all a true story. The first time I saw Jamila, several years ago, might've been at an industry event, and, um. Like when when you had looked at me, can I be honest with you? Yes. Um, uh, instance, y'all have I'm heard of the, the common resting bitch face. Damn. Oh no! No no no! No you had you the had opposite. no you had resting <laughs> face. That might have been an accident though. That might have been an accident. <laughs> it, 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 probably wasn't, it probably wasn't directed at me. Hey, Miguel so sat up or no? Hold on for a second. No, it probably wasn't. It probably wasn't directed at me. A public moment. But I looked at you across from across the room. And you just had a look on your face, and it was in your eye. And I, I was probably drunk, so I misconstrued it. But I thought that Jamila Lemieux was like Dallas Penn. I would fuck with you. Wow. Yeah. With you. All right. I was. I, listen. Listen. Jamie Foxx had a song. I, listen. It was, it was all. It was all in my mind. I am y'all, not. It was all in my mind. It was all in my mind. I don't know how to respond to that. Well, but hold on for a second. Let me just tell you though. It shook me. Trying to remember that. It shook me. Shook you. How long ago was this? I was like, I am shook. I was like, oh shit, damn. How long ago was this? Six, seven years, a, a few years ago, many years ago, but still, long enough, before? long enough where I, I hadn't been married yet. But I was just like, yo, she will, she will fucking have me on my knees, internet. <laughs> Wow. This woman, when you see her, you be like, yo, listen, I, I get paid every two weeks. You know, here's my social security number. You know, so I was just like, fuck. And I never spoke to her from that point on. Wow. I've never even looked her in the face. Oh, my God. From that what point. What is happening? So, but it's, it's good to, it's good to, no, I mean, it's, it's good to have. So, wait, do you, so the thing is, like, I remember once having an exchange with you about some vintage polo stuff you were selling. Did you think I was trying to hit on you? Now I'm like, has every exchange that we've had been colored by this belief? No, 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 no. Now, Grant, no, no. now, Grant, now hold on. Now, now, this one right here. Grant, G.Y. and I go way back. We've mm-hmm. been friends for many years. This is my brother. He knows if I'm yeah. shooting, I'm sh- you get uh, shot. Yeah. <laughs> But that, but that so was, you but that know. was, that there was the knowledge any, I that think I got happened. that night. I got the knowledge that night that if no, you may have to give up some vintage photos. I'm telling you, no. <laughs> I got the knowledge that no, night that if I'm I was going to be shot, shooting. if I was going to be shot, my whole it was going to be from a shotgun with, with half your body get blowed off. <laughs> 
<laughs> you just be, in, be limping. Ass. Okay. So I just said, man, boom. I can't never look her in the face again. <laughs> I can't. Like, oh. Thank you for but, sharing that. But no, seriously, wow. no, seriously. You, you're in, like incredibly gorgeous, incredibly <laughs> stately. Thank you. And, and just from that first encounter, Thank you know, it, I you earned so much respect from me. Oh, really? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> no, totally. Resting totally. fuck face. The, the resting fuck <laughs> face. <laughs> face guy. Very respectful. respectful. I'm not even gonna lie. Honestly, uh, people are. It, so it's crazy. either. I respect you because I think you're smart or I hate you because you're smart. And so just being objectified like this feels kind of nice. <laughs> just just regular girl shit. This is cool. I ain't going to do feminism right now. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I mean, is that... I know, yeah. I know that's why I'm here. I'm is is, is that like, disrespectful that cool. objectification? No, no I'm good. Well, I mean, I think that it very easily could be disrespectful if... I weren't okay with that kind of banter, and I am. You okay. know what I mean? And so I feel like everyone is different. So the difference between, it's not about like, oh, it's only harassment, you know, if the person's not cool to mm -hmm. you or you're right. not trying, right. you know what I mean? But yeah. just kind of like in this setting, knowing that, you know, you, you we followed each other online for a while. I think that, you know, I, you, you've heard me speak before mm -hmm. that I would be okay with that. You know okay. what I mean? If you said all that without any consideration for, is she gonna laugh? Is she gonna be offended? Is she gonna be grossed out? Then that's different. But if you're like, she can laugh at this, which I can, so I, I think that's fine. I could see what he's saying, though. Like, you start talking, and I'm like, oh, no, she's smart. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Wow. Was, was she, she's smart. She's tall. Yeah. I mean, she, you're, you're somebody yeah, no, 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 who... No. The physical parts, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Then she opens her mouth. Well, but but, like, uh, but again, again <laughs> and, a smart and, one. And, and, and we also have to understand something. PayPal. We also have to understand It's great to have someone in in real life who can be as big as, um, <laughs> you know, as as commanding as as they are online. Hmm. That's that's really maybe where I should have given you the credit. That you. to see you that's in person, that, you were as as big as the person that I feel like I interacted with or I had read of or I had communicated with online. So that's fun because a lot of times when you see people in person and their online persona is larger or yeah. more put together yeah. or whatever, you right. just be like, ah, catfish. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I'd like to call it. <laughs> Jesus. It's okay, the okay. Michelle Obama the rescue effect. rebound. There you go. <laughs> that's what you have. Indeed. Thank you. Stately, gorgeous, smart, all that stuff. And, and also, Thank since, you. you know, Jamila is my friend and, like, you know, was a great editor. Like, I could also let the cat out the bag. Like, I've seen her in action enough to where it's like, I'll see people in real time have all of these like very just crazy left field like thoughts. And you're like, I got my roommate. She like, she'd be like, yo, G Y, look at this screenshot, man. Hey, they, they going crazy. They trying to, I was like, yo, she's getting ready to drag these people. Don't worry, don't worry about it. It's almost like you see the setup, right? <laughs> like, you know they she's the last no, person yeah. I'm worried about. When they text me, they're texting me, man. She I'll be okay. I'll be good. When I open my app, yeah. I start seeing, you know, I said, what, what you missed? Yeah. And I see her, and I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> what happened? Oh, no. I, I go into who, who, who got? I see the exchanges. Who about to catch that shotgun blast? <laughs> At this point, I just think everybody mad because they ain't really got her, so they're trying to get her. 
and she keep on Stone Cold stunning it. It's like, it just be like back to back to back. <laughs> Do you feel like at some point you might get your day or you just like, you ain't worried about it? You know, I've gotten my, I think there have been some little small moments, you know, where it's like, ooh, I, maybe I ain't really winning that way. You know, like some, it's like other times, you know that, that very famous picture of Tupac in the ambulance mm -hmm. with the middle fingers yeah. up? Mm -hmm. Like when the timeline comes for me, that's me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, when the timeline comes for me, I'm Tupac in the ambulance, coming out the ambulance with the middle yeah, fingers yeah. up. Right. Like, I, like right. I'm like i still yeah. here. You yeah. ain't got, fuck you I feel, still. I feel like when you do exchange, not you, but in general, like, you're doing a social media exchange based on philosophy, ideology, or whatever it is, you got to come with facts, though. You can't just get yeah. spewing stuff. Just be, right. that's the thing. When they come for you and they come for others that, yeah. I, that, I, that I look at, I'm like, I don't see anything tangible other than hate from these other people yeah. and then you're like well this happened in this year and blah 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 and you know all these different examples it's like what's the point now so you just want to look across say i don't like jamila yeah just say it, I don't just like say it. and that's fine and it's like i don't think that people have to like me you know you know they're playing black girls that are like you know they're, and they're envious of I think some of it is that and not envious of the perception that I have more money than I do or, or you know, some of the little fun stuff I've, I've gotten to experience the people I got to meet. I think people who aren't super secure in what they stand on are just insecure in the presence of somebody who is. So mm -hmm. it's not even, you know, someone might share my beliefs and, and just don't like how I articulate them. That's one thing. Or somebody's like, no, I just disagree with you. And we can have, have respectful disagreements with people all the time. Agree but when it's disagree. just, yeah, like we just agree to disagree. You know, but when it's that kind of vitriol and nastiness and just some of the things that people's like the personal attacks and stuff, like don't get me wrong, like if somebody's saying something that I think is like wildly offensive, and to me, when I'm talking about, I'm talking about offensive, I mean like attacking a race of people, a gender, you know what I'm saying, LGBT folk. I'm not talking about just some like, oh, you know, chicks up north or whack, you know what I'm saying? Like like some actual hurtful connected in some way to something that does real harm to people's lives. Like then I, you know, yeah, I might make a joke about you, you know, being you know your arms too your arms too short to box with anybody or your hairline you know like I said hey, looks sound like your hair I told, I told somebody's hairline looked like a Silk the Shocker verse written out or something you know what I mean like just so I'm not saying so I'm not saying that I don't ever Punch like lines. jab you know go a little bit low right. um, but again it's like but you I don't just say that to somebody who's like well I don't think Black Panther was a good movie it's like no you said something kind of fucked up and right. then I got fucked up with you you know but people who just take a regular disagreement into some nasty stuff is what I have a problem with. And it's something I, I try to avoid doing. Now, now how, how do you kind of manage that in, in such a high uh, public profile with, with your day job? Because, I mean, we mm -hmm. see what happens to like a Jamel Hill yeah. who, you know, can, can be factual mm -hmm. in a discussion online in a group. And, and, and social media is strange because, I mean, at times, you know, we are talking to the world when... We use the voice like we talking just me and you. Right, absolutely. So how do you how do you manage you know your your yeah. private thoughts in this public space? Yeah, I mean it, it is tough, and I have made mistakes. You know, like I certainly have. Um, and 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 whether it was because it might have offended my employer or you know made somebody you know maybe cost me something professionally or, or somebody who looked at me in one light now they're like dang I, yeah you know she's smart but like you gotta be nasty to people you told somebody's hairline look like that like there have definitely been moments where it's like okay you know i think i'm talking like i'm talking to you but i'm not and and i've made i've gone left right but i haven't been in the position that uh jamel has and i i, I 
so sympathized with her. And, and on some level, I think I understood better what she was going through um, when it first really happened than most people did because I um I, I was the editor at Avenue Magazine for about five, almost five years. I left in 2016 and I had an issue with the RNC, like with the Republican Party. And something I said kind of, you know, snide on Twitter to a young black, a young, very light complexion biracial Republican mm. who I thought was white. And I, and I referred to him as a white boy, you know, like basically I don't need a white boy telling me how to do my job as an editor for a black magazine. And he thought that I was calling him white as an insult, like because you're a Republican, you white boy. First of all, my intellect, like that's just not how I get down. Like, like I'm gonna if I'm gonna say something, I'm gonna have a joke. I would have said something about his hairline. I would say, you know, something about him. Get off the hairline. Thing. <laughs> you know? But but like I I wouldn't have gone. I wouldn't have called. I would not call somebody white as an insult because white is not in. Like that's a ten year old says that. Like shut up, white boy. Right. You know, I thought he was white. He was standing in front of a picture of Ronald Reagan. You know, and and he was really light. And the picture was like his actual presidential photo but but may, so, maybe you were being in a way kind of prescient like like black people can claim white can't they i mean we're, we're approaching that that space now where you can claim i mean look at rachel dolezal claimed black well did she have <laughs> did she have the space to do that she no she doesn't she just a, she's just a crazy white lady and, <laughs> and 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 that's what we acknowledge her that she's just a nutty white woman you know and and this dude was a, just a light-skinned you know could pass for white nigger who basically who uh he was who you know is a republican and so that you know we had this little exchange i think it's over the aren't like the when i say this rice previous who at the time is the chair of the party issues like they there's all this back and forth like they reach out to ebony and they basically say they want an apology you know and and, and my my employers at the time didn't really understand social media and i don't mean my boss i'm talking about like, the people who ran the company or whatever. so they're kind of confused by all of this like why are we getting calls from the gop about jamila and twitter like what the hell you know and, and so we were kind of like the concession that my actual boss and i came up was like all right we'll let them write an article or something about being a black republican you know like like that's our way of kind of showing and i guess to be fair like because in that role as an editor, you know, it's this this magazine or whatever. I'm supposed to be somewhat objective, you know, but I'm not. And I've always been honest about the fact that I'm not. But I understood. I didn't agree with any of the foolishness they were trying to do. But on some level, I'm like, OK, all right. Now, maybe it looks like I can't be objective in, in making decisions about how we cover black conservatives. And that's why we were like, so let's let him write something the next day. I guess they had an internal deadline for when they got this apology, which I was not going to apologize. You know, I was told not to say anything. Like, just go quiet. Don't say anything. They said they wanted an apology from Ebony. Right. It wasn't just a begging one for me. They went from Ebony. And then I, the fact that I didn't apologize, we missed their deadline that we didn't know existed. And the chairman of the Republican Party was Sean Spicer, who's his communications chief at the time. This is 2014. Issue a statement condemning what I had said. And, and, you know, talking about this hatred and, you know, bias that I'm promoting and that Ebony should be ashamed of themselves. And they ended up getting an apology from Ebony. Mm. It was all over Fox News, Damn. you know, like, so just Damn. weeks of racist trolls. That's something like, ain't nothing some, you know, young man, you know, living down the street from me in bed I can say on Twitter that's going to piss me off after having to go through the death right. threats and just weeks of harassment and you racist nigga bitch and all this. And this is the chairman of like, he ranks previous himself is tweeting this stuff out. You know, like so many of these power players and, and Trump's 
party, you know, Trumps right now, I know their names or I, or I go to, they'll tweet something. I'm like, why do I have this person blocked? Because they were harassing me when it happened because we went through and blocked air. So Megyn Kelly, Tommy Laird, like I didn't know who they were at the time, right. you know, because I wasn't paying attention to Fox News like that because they were just what they were. Um, but I guess the difference between Jamal and I, aside from a lot of zeros on our checks, um, is that I've worked for black companies. Um, you know, certainly companies are smaller than ESPN. So, yeah. Well, ESPN I mean, is Disney. Right. Right. Exactly. So it does not get much bigger than that uh, or more mainstream. Oh, man. Right. They're writing checks to God. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, God, so, God, Jesus borrowed money from Disney. Yeah. So, so How much do you think he borrowed? I mean, it was just to, it was just to get some leather sandals. Yeah, you gotta upgrade. Prada's. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Jesus flashy. So, uh, Jesus. got some Yeezys. <laughs> Yeezy Chunklockers. Yeah. So, so, okay. <laughs> what, had, what, had, uh, what had come to my Real mind, words. though, was so, so all of these, th this fringe, uh, this fringe Republican group en ends up coming to power. I'm tight in that Republican article, in essence, that I didn't get uh, asked for a quote because I have been a registered Republican. Since the mid nineties, oh lord! Since I knew we had to get, I said, oh lord! Oh, oh no, no, seriously, seriously! Like she does go low. Oh my god, seriously, She's rude. seriously! I mean, we we are we we most black folks we're knee jerk Democrats. We think that's what where we need to be. When if we if we switch our registration, I'm not saying vote Republican internets. I'm just saying change your registration so that that the Republican rolls swell up and they think, oh shit, I might be able to win. Crown Heights, I might be able to win Elmhurst, I might be able to win the South Bronx. Maybe let me put somebody up there who could get me this win now that people have decided to give me a look. That's all I'm saying. I'm but, saying change your registration. I didn't say vote, vote how you want to vote, but change your registration because otherwise Democrats don't consider you. They think, oh man, I got this sucker in the bag regardless. Well, why don't you His just change it to independent then? Like, uh, ain't no, independent ain't making no noise. <laughs> Please. You can't vote in primaries. Come on. That's right. You That's get to vote in the Republican primary. When did you have this this uh this change? Because I thought you was joking the last time. When no, no, no. This Hold this. On. Let me tell you. This happened to me. When I first met Dallas <laughs> Um, he said that I thought it was a joke too, and he kept saying it, and then I would see him tweet about it. But you know, it's one thing to tweet, but he's tweeting with ideology. And why? He's I respect. Why? I respect and that then, he did the research. And then one day we were recording uh, "Rest in Peace, Combat Jack," and I said, "Yo, DP, you, what's up?" Like he's like, "Yeah," and then he said the same thing. He stands on that. I was I was respect. so confident in 2016 that Donald Trump would be the undoing. Of the Republican Party, I was like, "This uh -huh. is the oh, definitely." So when the primary came out, I was like, "Yes, Trump." <laughs> the evil laugh, like, "Yes, yes." And and here we are. So blame me for for whatever you want, but I definitely felt like he was going to be the undoing. Well, that that part still might be true. I, I mean, I, right. the, the fact that they won't condemn him that yep. that everybody is getting online like he said we riding the bus off the bridge we riding the bus off the bridge you know so i mean i this may be a different undoing than the one that some of us are kind of hope for that just like okay they'll lose the election but that that if the party is just decimated uh, uh from his his time in office then good yeah that's change i can believe in yeah yeah <laughs> let, guys. let's see let's see if we get somebody that comes up for our community i mean again once the once the roles get swole 
Ain't no, that changed. part is that part we not co-signing. <laughs> well, gone. listen. I mean, listen. We got we got to get activated. We got to get activated. But again, but again, Jamila, I, I feel like I've seen you make yourself vulnerable sometimes, or at least, or at least leave yourself open for the critics. And How's, I think to myself, do you oh, have an example? Like, a- uh, when you cut your hair, mm-hmm. when you cut your hair, and you kind of, I feel like you kind of offered that up as a sacrifice. Um, I feel like you offered up as, as some kind of sacrifice. I, I I didn't understand whether it was a sacrifice to those who said, oh, you know, who, who criticized you for for being a, a natural hair proponent or I, I just wasn't sure. But I feel like hmm. when you presented your you cutting your tresses, it was it was it was a vulnerability that you gave yourself uh up to the internets, the social media, to be criticized for it. That's really interesting. Um, that was my take. That was huh, my take. I, no, um, I mean, I have. I'm a light skinned woman with curly hair. No one's ever made me feel bad about my hair. Good hair gang. You know what I mean? Like I like like, and, and that's <laughs> one of the good. that's something that I'm really outspoken about. And, and and you know what people have tried to make me feel about bad about is the my critique of the way we hire, you know, the hierarchy we have about hair, right? Like I've walked around, like me getting this haircut was the first time that I can actually say, short of when I had locks, that my hair is usually done. You know, like for years I walked around with this dusty ass top knot. I had two grandma, I had two hairstyles, wear it down, pull it up, flap it over. And people were like, oh my God, your hair is so cute. And I'm like, I don't do nothing with my hair because I don't know how to do it. Like I'm not good. Like that just never was my thing. But simply because of the kind of hair I had, it was permissible, you know? So no, I don't think that the cutting of my hair was just like, it's time to be a grown up and figure out how to do your hair. You and never went to the Dominicans for the blowout? Yeah, but I mean, that's, it's keeping it up. It's, it's cute till I get down the street Got you it. know and the humidity and the sweating and all that mm-hmm. stuff um and, and strain it every day I, I just was never a straight hair I was never a high maintenance hair girl like i can right. keep up with other stuff but not hair but um but that people have wanted to and then like i got so many i was kind of overwhelmed with, like all the compliments i was a little afraid i was like oh you know shorter hair it's gonna have you know i'm gonna have like mom hair i mean i am a mom but i didn't want to look like you know an auntie mm-hmm. um but but the compliments and all that stuff were really really nice so that was you know i felt good about that but um yeah like it, it hurts knowing that people want to hurt my feelings like i've had people say things about the father of my child and our breakup, you know, things Jesus that were Christ. the crazy Jesus thing is Christ. it's one thing to come across something that's true. Yeah. It's another thing, like just complete conjecture, mm-hmm. you know, like I've had more than three times I've had people say, that's why the father of your child left you when you were five months pregnant. And that is not what happened like okay. that, that that's no way, shape or form. Grant is friends with us both, you know, like the, that, I'm and, sorry, G.Y. G.Y. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm always that person who comes in. <laughs> Like we call her Elizabeth at home, y'all call her Big L. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I heard Grammy telling shit that his name is Gary. Oh no, it's actually uh, Sebastian. You know? Sebastian. It's, it's, uh, Sebastian. Sebastian uh, Yonderman. Please, please use protection, Gy. All the time. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Kids, internet when, when you when you when you using fake names, usually that means okay. you know you out here wilding. Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> I think the persona sometimes is that I am always wild, but I, I'm actually very pragmatic because, mm-hmm. you know, 
niggas are having scares out here, man. You got to be careful. Everybody got to be careful. You know? Yeah. Be that safe, phone call, man. that text, can you call me? <laughs> oh, my God. I got my chart. I call, I email my doctor like, you available? Let's see what's up. Um, excuse me for not having your super background. Where Where are you from? From Chicago. You're from Chicago also. From Chicago. Chicago, Chicago proper. Yes. Okay. Yes. The city Actual. of Chicago. He's trying to ask if you're mixed. Not not That's Oak Park. Not not. No, you asking from the suburbs because a lot of times people say from Chicago and they say, <clears throat> "Oh, where? South side, West side." Well, um, I'm actually from the uh, you know from South suburbs. Right. You look Dominican. Uh, right. You from Scope? Really? You look like your part. What what do they what do they mistake you for here in New York? Uh, everything. Really? Mm -hmm. Everything. What's the yeah. top three? Top uh, two. Hmm. You Dominican, stop fucking lying to me. <laughs> I don't know. People here, I think partially when I speak, like the fact that there's no accent, right. you know, as soon as I start talking, it's like you don't even sound like you're necessarily from New York. So right. I don't necessarily, you know, I don't think you're from around here. Um, in DC, I got East African a lot. Mm. Yeah, in Chicago, it might have been some definitely. kind of Spanish. Eritrean, Eritrean. But at that yeah. height, um, possibly Djibouti. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go again. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just saying, I know regions. I know different yeah. African regions. You know? Where's Djibouti? Djibouti? Yeah, where's that at, man? Yo. I, I mean, obviously, I, I, I know you're fucking with us, but I just want to keep it going. Is that is that not a country? Why? Oh, thank you, thank you, Jamila. It's a is it a country or a city? Jamila, and now Djibouti. I feel bad. I know it's spelled DJ. No, it's a real place. But now I feel now don't I don't want people to know. No, no, no. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. No, trust me. Trust me. Trust me. It's right. It's right next to Eritrea. Okay. No, he's right. He's right. Come on. It is in the Horn Africa. Y'all are wild. Y'all He's right. It's in the Horn Africa. Y'all are wild. Near Eritrea. Yes. Yes, she's. Fine. Yeah, I thought that was bullshit. Yes. I'm like, yo, he's wild. No, it's bordered by Eritrea. Yes, she's Ethiopia fine. Yes, she has body. I didn't yes, realize that it was in that, that goes, Hey, but Jamila, what are you always saying about the woke, Olymp the woke, the woke Olympics? Olympics? Yes. Can you tell everybody, can you tell the international talk of text, like your theory behind, like, truly being woke? Oh, it's not a it's not a contest. Nobody wins when we, we compete in the woke Olympics. So mm -hmm. like you, somebody knows more than you, and that's fine. Like you don't have to, yeah. be woke, and you don't have to be the wokest person in the room. Mm -hmm. Like well, it was, it was no. always each one teach one. Yes, when we came each up. one teach one is a lot better than yeah. I'm smarter than you. And oh no, it, no question. I'm each woker than one. you, so you you problematic. You're you're canceled. <laughs> you're canceled. You're canceled. Got to get you out of here. That that's I guess blackness's next turn now. Wokeness. Um, because I mean, we, we've gone through, um, I, I can't say we're post colorist. Black Panther hasn't made us post colorist. We still deal with colorism. Got a long way to go. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's institutionalized, certainly. But, but even now there is, I mean, I guess there's so much to know about blackness that, that, that wokeness, like knowing like, oh, wait a minute, this was the first person that, you know, was, had a whip on their back. You don't know their name? <laughs> You know, this was the first person to rebel on a boat that jumped mm -hmm. off and jumped into a shark's mouth. You think that's what we we're going to, like, test each other like that? That's I, the next, I mean, uh, I mean, don't you, you don't feel that, you don't feel that comes, that fratricidal mm. uh, battle comes? I don't think so. I haven't seen that one yet. I feel like it's more, 
you didn't know this thing. I think it's less about history because what, what I see that's common, I think, uh, amongst a lot of uh, young folks that are really passionate about social justice is that they a lot of them don't have the knowledge of history, right? And then that's the problem. And that and that's a that's a marker of youth culture. You could say that about hip-hop. Hell, at this point, you could say it about podcasting, right? People think they started something two weeks ago and they're the originators, you know, because it's doing well, right? Like it's, like, like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, you know, but but yeah, like like so with that, I think that there are people who. So it's not likely that somebody's going to be testing you on facts, but I think that you know, oh, you didn't know that that it's not okay to use this word or to that. And I'm not talking about the extreme ones where it's like, come on, now everybody should know that. Um, but that there are times where we really need to to give each other space to learn and to grow. Mm -hmm. You know, and to say, you you didn't know this when I met you, um, but you're not an irredeemable bad person because you didn't know that. And if, if I'm in a position to share with you or to help you understand it, I can do that. You know, like... I, I've spent a lot of time in my life talking to men about feminism. My mm -hmm. father, my homeboy, like granddad, you know, GY, and I sometimes have to pull. I, I think of him as a really good dude who who loves and values women. He's he's been a great friend to me, and and you know, a great uncle to my daughter. But um, but sometimes he'll say something. I'm like, whoa. Whoa! But because I I know him mm -hmm. and I know that he's a good dude, you know, like I know I know he's not somebody who's like an abuser or a manipulator of women. So sometimes I just gotta pull his car and be like, yeah, well, actually, that you know. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Especially when you have the relationship. If I say something crazy, yeah, yeah. pull me aside. Like, yo, what are you doing? Like, I want to know. Like, I'm real. Like, it's all of these words. Yeah. These things. It's like, how do you look? Like, at what point do, do niggas in the hood be like, find out about intersectionality? Right. You know what I'm saying? Or like, yeah. when is it like, okay, like, uh, toxic masculine patriarch? It's like, right. if we're not sitting each other down, because it'll be similar conversations where I'll be talking with to some of Jamila's friends, and I'll be like, yo, you got it kind of twisted. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm okay with having those conversations if the person is like, like cognizant enough to to want to listen because if you know it all like she's saying like no one knows everything like yeah. the fact that even on this podcast you just mentioned Djibouti like someone at home is gonna Google that and they know where that is now yeah and somebody else doesn't know where it is and they're like oh it's over here instead of having this like very just um just fake you know intelligent like, regal hey, air like I know it all like let me let me, let me I, I don't want to know where Djibouti is let me I let like me help, the joke let me <laughs> look at I'm Africa, not know I'm gonna make Africa, sure like, I never Africa look it up would be like a sexy fertility statue where do you think Djibouti would be thank you somewhere along the backside you know right under the back above the thigh Djibouti there you go so wait, can I can I talk about <laughs> Wow Don't join. Go ahead, Joy. Like, join. You gotta let that hang for a second. But hey. so this is my first time meeting Jamila. But I've read an article in Ebony years ago, a couple of years ago, where you went at Rick Ross. Mm. And I said, God, this fucking love her. Mm. She said everything that I've always thought of this man. Like the the rape lyric that he had in uh, mm. you know, uh. and I said, God, God bless oh, yeah. this woman, because it was the first time. Like, because I've been saying he's a fraud, he's this, whatever, my opinions, whatever. And I was saying it, and I'm like, yo, nobody calls me out, and now he said this, and you know, people they put the lyrics out there, but she was the first oh, female mm -hmm. that really put it out there. Like, wake up, like we just gonna let this go. 
head nodding into your own yeah. gangbang. You know and I was like, God, and it, and so when, when 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 I found out you were coming up here, I was like, I got it. I need a hug. Because she said something. Because she because she said something. Spoke to you. Yeah, it's like, right. like it was like for the first time, it was just like <clears throat> she. Thank you. But but because I'm sick of bitches shaking their ass to this shit. Well, hold on for a second. You, the, the, yes. you have the history of uh, through through this music, through corporate push music of women head nodding to their own exactly. gangbang. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. That's and historical. It, and, it, and it was really when does when does that end? When right? does that stop? And then it was frustrating to me because this is my music. This is my culture. This is what I grew up with. Right. So I love this. This yeah. is mine. Just as much as this, any of y'all, sit, yeah. you men sitting in this room, mm -hmm. this is mine too. Mm -hmm. So the fact that that lyric came out and everybody kind of just like it's no pushed big it deal. through. Yeah. It's no it's big deal. Yeah. Pushed yeah. it through. And it was just like, and even after yeah. the lyrics were put out, like, oh, this is what he said, it still just kind of flew over. Yeah. So I was like, thank God, God bless you. Thank, thank you. you. And for it to be in ebony, I was just like, what was the fallout? Thank you. Jamila? Um, the fallout for the fallout for that article. I mean, I mean, there had to be there had to be some blowback. I mean, immediately from that. No, at all. No, I mean, it, it just it was not. He he at that point in particular, I don't think he was really a sacred cow. You mm. know what I mean? Like, there's certain people who it, who had they um, had they made that. Thank you. If they <laughs> having some mic issues, uh, some Jamila issues, the mic is fine. Um, other, I think there's some other rappers had they said that exact same lyric um, and, and I came at them the exact way that I came at him. Uh, they they might have had more people defending them. It was kind of the standard issue. Uh, don't be sensitive. Uh, or or what about this song that's more offensive? What about that more that song that's more offensive? And I think in a lot of ways, like, you know, we're women who love hip hop. At some point in our lives, we made that concession, right? Like we decided that this space that is really complicated for us is one we still want to be in. It's a negotiation to be a female hip hop fan. It just is. It's not, you know, you saying all of this is okay because he's not talking about me, you know, but it's also, unless you're extremely, you know, limited in what you're willing to let yourself listen to. And I tried that for a couple of years as a teenager and it was damn near impossible, you know, then that means there's something that you're coming across and this could be from Kendrick or J. Cole it doesn't yeah. have to be somebody yeah. who's talking about really being out there you know um, doing certain things and, and still being really disrespectful uh, of women and so with that I just I, I did I went at him really hard um, really I remember it and I, I remember some, you know certain things I might not have even said now like I think I'm just a little bit gentler in my approach to, to stuff and wanting to get people to really understand like I wrote it hoping that it would get other people upset about what he'd done as upset as I was about it. If I wrote it today, I might, I would write it wanting him to be able to receive it. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's the difference between me and my mid twenties and, and me and my early thirties. It's just that, you know, and that's not everybody, you know what I mean? That, that's certainly not everybody. Um, that would that would get that sort of I want to engage you, but I think at this point with that I'd be like I really want you to understand why that that lyric was wrong as opposed to just kind of the art of the drag and something that I heard a couple like last year at a conference in Spelman that I, and I, I quote this I cite this all the time feminist organizer uh, by the name of Loretta Ross said, "Am I calling you out to demonstrate how woke I am, or am I calling you in because I think you're vital to the movement?" You know what I mean? So is it like I'm calling you out, like I'm getting these drag, like I'm dragging, I'm joking, and sure, sure, you sure. know, or is it like, look, we need you to understand this. Right. You know what I mean? We need you on our side. And one thing I do want to push back on you uh, with Dallas, we aren't. What did you say? Head nine to our own gang bang. Mm -hmm. A gang bang is consensual. 
So we we might be head nodding to our own funeral. Mm. We might be head nodding to our own. You know, I don't. I, I think the R word is really strong to just use casually, but but you know, to our own attack, our own assault. Mm-hmm. You know, and we are, and so are you all, right? Because because as much as the music talks about, you know, it, it talks. It, talks about us in this very degrading way you know of being disposable you know it's like a, a watch a chain a bottle a bitch a hoe like they, they were no different than those things the way that it casually talks about you all's deaths mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so it yeah anyone who's made an Emmett Till or, or Trayvon you know and that includes Don Childish Gambino Amber Cross not you know what I'm saying like that we have just casually made a a punchline Kanye about Emmett Till or, or Trayvon Martin you know what I'm saying like where are you this isn't just us dealing with this sickness and I think that we can love you know they say love to well, hate to send love to center like I love hip hop you know I, I don't love all of it but I love it I think it's been great for us but we do have to really you know figure out how we can challenge the part that doesn't just say here's a mirror to how we're unhealthy but that says let's be let's celebrate it let's wallow in it let's be more unhealthy right, right. well like, I mean what, what do we use a mirror for anyway <clears throat> you know you use a mirror to, to fix your shirt right to fix your hair right you know you don't you don't look at yourself sideways in the mirror and be like okay I'm gonna go outside now you use a mirror to say alright let me get my shit let me get the crust out of my eye exactly first. honestly the drool off like, my face Internets, do you need a logo drafted for your business? Do you need some social media work done to get your project off the ground? Well, then you need to holler at the Jenkins Media Group, 917-793-5831. The hip-hop, so so if I took away all these lyrics that, that are offending us, I'd have some pretty fucking boring hip-hop, right? Like, it's meant to challenge. It's meant to be. It's outlaw music. But who? But mm, let me tell you, I got another quote for that. So, someone, uh, Gregory Carr, who's one of my favorite professors at Howard, he's the chairman of the African American Studies Department. Uh, and this is something I remember him saying when I was in college. Um, and I've kept up with him ever since. Think back to Br'er Rabbit and um, a Nazi, the spider, right? These stories that we hear that when we're children that are passed down from these like traditional African folk tales yes. and Caribbean, you know, folk tales and fairy tales uh, where they're tricking, you know, the other animals or the power, you know, the powers that be in the jungle or the forest. And so these are the antiheroes in a certain way, right? Like right. they're not like they're tricksters. And so then in our culture, like in African American, contemporary African American culture, and a lot of those stories, you know, t- tie to in slavery, right? And so sometimes there's those stories represent the slave, uh, the enslaved Africans, you know, escaping their their masters or somehow getting one over on master of these people that are ruling over them. But if you look at kind of like the trajectory of the anti-hero in our culture, how like it goes from outsmarting the system you know, and, and harming the system to like celebrating this harm that we do to one another, you know, and so how like that black exploitation movie movement, right? Like how it goes from, you know, he's out to get the man, you know, like he's out to protect the people to, you know, killing and harming other other young black 
folks, right? Like other black men and boys. And even like when you look at the, some of the movies of the 90s and hip hop and how like the, you know, I think the analogy he was making was about like 50 Cent, right? And just saying like how a Nazi, the, this trickster, he's not tricking the man. He Like the trick is on us, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I think that it's not about it. There's nothing wrong with being provocative. I don't think there's anything wrong with, with being the, uh, the the bad guy, right? Or, or the... Um, the, the rebel, the what was the word you used? I'm sorry. Outlaw. The outlaw. Nothing's wrong with being the outlaw, but which law are you challenging? Right? And, and who is harmed when you're doing this outlaw stuff? So if we're going after systems, you know what I mean? If we're going after oppression, that's the one thing. So if, that's it, okay. Yeah, but if but if the but the if, if the majority of your outlaw behavior is just hurting other black people, right. you're not really an outlaw. You're kind of in law, like right, like mm-hmm. you're 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 totally in alignment mm-hmm. with what we were trained to do and to, to destroy right. ourselves. Mm. I have a, a a question. Like so, even I don't even think it's just hip hop. Like sometimes I even think about like some of these old school house records. Like growing up in Chicago, you hear some something. There's some holes in this yeah. house. There's some holes. But you only look around, it'd be girls dancing and really getting that. Mm-hmm. So like, how much of the onus is it also on the women? Like, okay, if I'm not dancing to that, these guys aren't dancing with me. So, you know, I think it goes it goes both ways. But you know, the 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 caveat is patriarchy. You know, and so. We are in the same way you can say, well, you know, well, if white people are calling you this name and you calling yourselves that, then whose fault is it, right? It's like, well, who has power, mm. you know? And so in terms of our relationships to men, uh, particularly if you're talking about people, you know, in a party dancing, wanting to be attractive to one, you know, to each other and, and hang out and, you know, see what comes next, that there is a power that men have that we do not, right? And, and when it comes to hip hop, that we've been told this is black, this is our story. This is our music. This is our call. You have to support this. Any black woman who has challenged, and I'm sure you know this, like who has challenged either publicly or pri- or, or privately, you know, the ability or the right of rappers to talk about us the way that they do and not on some like straight up throw it all away. I'll never listen to rap music. It's all garbage. But even on some nuance like, yeah, I like so-and-so, but you don't think that was a little bit much? And, and right. ask, the, ask a woman who's had more than one of those conversations she will tell you that she has been told to get in line, right? Relax. Fall back, disrespected. Told you she didn't know her history. You know what I mean? Even though oftentimes we're the ones who know it because we, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, it's, it's, but these were your stories and if we challenge your ability to tell those stories we were doing some sort of harm to you all that we are taking something for you all hating you know that we're hating you know that we're hating he ain't talking about you you know what I'm saying but it's even more it's worse it's a step past hating and it's always in that it's always in that tone Chevrolet it's no big deal song be just relaxed like you kind of putting a hand on my back yeah so it's like so yeah I wish that you know women particularly the like the women the generation before mine who were the first ones to have hip hop I wish that they had been more assertive and saying like we not coming to the party if y'all doing this so figure something else out who you calling the bitch yeah like if that was not you know I talked to so like many women that held on right that, that movement that Moni love that Queen Latifah yes that, well that, Latifah's that, still here well, yeah but they like that whole that whole so, movement would have Moni love is still here Lil Kim had a movement yeah, too shut up stay like what y'all do hold on for a second hold Hold on for a second. Really contextually, you're talking about a time too, though, when when corporations saw the, the power 
in the in the value in commodifying hip hop. So, you know, when when rappers or group of rappers used to harmonize, you know, way before Drake, you know, you'd have a five rappers. One dude had harmony. One dude had party bars. Maybe uh, one out of them mm-hmm. five dudes had some real serious rap shit to mm-hmm. say. But the rest of them were, were you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it moved into, into, into what Motown does. Well, I realize exactly Motown what song goes that one <laughs> focused star, that one central mm-hmm. star, it takes away from the group mm-hmm. and yeah. puts that one star. Right. And then we, then, we, then we had the LL. Even before LL, we had the quality, but we, we got pushed from that group aspect, that communal aspect, into that focused little one place. That was the beginning of that was really then. As soon as you heard rap on the radio, hmm. shit was over. The All right, y'all, y'all could have might as well just killed yourself right then. It was over then. I'm glad y'all didn't kill yourself though. No. But y'all might as well. No, I love me. I need love. <laughs> no, it's you know, back in, I, mean, I, was, I was a kid then, but I remember uh, the U.S. Senate was coming after Luke. Oh. Um, about what was, what was her name? C. Dolores Tucker. C. Dolores Tucker. after hip hop about the lyrics of misogyny and so on and so forth. And the community kind of like rebelled against that shit. Like, who the hell is the U.S. Senate to tell us mm-hmm. we can't have our shit? Freedom of speech. But then you really look at it. Were they wrong? It, nah, it's, B, it's so interesting. They, they weren't in. The, they weren't in. The, they weren't in the correct it, context, right? And it wasn't for the U.S. Senate. For, mm-hmm. Like I think it's okay for us to give the middle finger to the U.S. Senate. The problem was the way that so many. And again, we were very small when it happened, so I ain't taking no personal responsibility for it. But the way that people spoke of C. Dolores Tucker, who was a black woman in what her seventies at this point, like yeah. that. Like the, the, It's okay to sometimes say nothing. You know, to say like, or to be like, I understand why someone your age would feel this way. You know, like people for years really got at Oprah, you know, for not embracing hip hop wholeheartedly. And even now, some people are like, oh, now, you know, Jay-Z's a billionaire. You want to hang out with him. And then, oh, you always like to comment and, you know, but, but when I think about where Oprah is from, when she was raised, you know, where she was in her life at the point where she was, you know, a relatively young woman when hip hop was coming up, but just her, like where she was situated and, and the world I can understand why you know some music that was saying you know shoot this kill that you know pop that pussy for me I understand why it had no you know why it wasn't for her and honestly considering who her audience was I don't necessarily know that I wanted them debating about rap music for an audience of middle American housewives mm-hmm. at, at 12 o'clock in the afternoon mm-hmm. you know so but it but but it wasn't necessary to say fuck Oprah mm-hmm. you know for not dealing with hip hop or fuck Sal- C. Dolores Tucker it's like that's how your grandmother but how do we self police our community yeah. I love I love this idea because we, we're just talking about like Latifah and I remember Ice Cube came out around that same time like with, a, with with like these horrible misogynistic lyrics and I was listening to both right I think the human brain is capable of holding of liking two different types of music right like I think, I, I think, and I'm not running around calling women bitches but it was it was he I made a dope I, bitch record right I, I think there's a difference between calling a woman a bitch and then saying that you're taking advantage of her sexually without her knowing Mm -hmm. there's a completely different thing right so like being called a bitch all right i got called bitch damn when you're promoting a culture Mm -hmm. of of abuse of of abuse right it's completely different yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's people kids who are impressionable right they're not it's like you say you can listen to both you can but we can't rely on 
the probability whether or not they'd be able to process that. Be able to contextualize it. You see kids listening to certain music, and as you can see in the streets, they have, you know, as Dallas used to say and still say, rap kids need rap fathers, right? Mm. Right, yeah, the iPhone has changed everything. But that's the thing about influence and and being impressionable. It's like these these kids are reacting what they hear. I'm I'm at Euclid Avenue in East New York, Euclid Avenue in Pickin. But I, I'm just, I just want to, I just want to, I just want to center where I'm at, and 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 the young man that I'm that I'm watching, um, and I didn't even know that this was Takashi Six Nine song until I finally got to see it. But he was reciting, and I was like, "What is this kid talking about?" And I would later find out it was it was the lyrics to the song Gummo, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Yo, why, why is this? That's such a this dope video so for mad." Like what's wrong with him? Well, like he's he's about to get he's about to get fuck uh, uh what, what they call it frisking um he about, he about he about to stop he about to get frisky shot <laughs> he's about to get like they they about to end this little this little and, and, nigga and on the flip side you see white people white kids saying the lyrics to that song and fluently running off with the nigga 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 they gonna get them they gonna get all the men bombs because they got the key they got they got they got the the license to say it. Rap shit. It's a dope video. The beat knocks. I can't lie. The beat is dope. The shit knocks, but I mean, do the clown. I mean, like. I can't even listen to somebody I, who yeah. looks like that. I'm at that age. Yeah, 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 like, yeah me too. I'm way past that, that age. I shouldn't be. I'm good. Fucking complete arrested no. development here. Like, I, I'm i like 16 when I watch that fucking video. <laughs> really? I love it, yeah. Do you guys think he could I'm like have a retard, though? In this, in a, in a golden era of hip hop, no. when no. it was all no. like. My friend, there was a group named Onyx that was doing the same fucking thing he's doing. But I, you know, the, the aesthetic is the same, but Onyx, they didn't have a. No, they weren't as hard on the. They were not hard on the eyes and onyx yeah. look like some dudes you would see like this right. this, this dude the, that is, guy and that the, guy uh, you the, believe them but yeah that, was, that was like i agree i agree i don't even i don't even know I if he's biting on until i found out that they was four feet tall <laughs> he is a bit, he is a bit of an aberration because like, i think of him like little the pump perp all those like just super drug addled like the tattoos and the hair and the stuff like yeah but he's not doing what they're doing his energy is fucking off the chain I love him it's off the charts he jumps up and down it's like there's some fucking alpha shit like none of these kids are doing what he's doing well, well, they're, more, the they're more drugged out but like, yeah. nah it's like fucking DMX MOP fucking Onyx all together when you see those fucking videos energy-wise, that energy man. you wanna fucking punch something bro like, get the fuck out of here that kid DMX I fucking love you like the fact that we all talking about him yeah dude that motherfucker he gets you he gets you charged up. Wait, wait, wait. I'm talking about him from a sense that I've never even heard it. Damn, that was whatever. Go watch that video. It's amazing. I ain't gonna front like the beat, not. I just want to talk to We're gonna come back to Jamila because. Wheelies. We're gonna come back to Jamila. Sometimes when I, like, I see that kid we're just talking about and I'm, I, I get all hyped up about him and like, and there's a woman around she's like, what? Something's wrong with him. Like, being a an energetic young man, like you're a defective girl. You know what I mean? Like, like, like this feminizing of boys that's going on. It's it, and it, and it's like you gotta let these niggas just get that out. You know what I mean? And it's like he's not doing anything wrong by 
jumping up and down and fucking popping wheelies and punching other dudes. Like, that's fucking... That's that's I, 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 yeah, that's like, that. I was going to say, isn't this the yeah. same guy with the long hair and the that's big guy hair? And yeah. He's doing way more than that. What else that's is he That's feminizing. I mean, I I mean, He's feminine. And there's nothing fem. No, watch the video. There's nothing not feminine in his look. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's why everybody talking. It's the look. It's a, the, the look. But watch the video. He does have three records on, on the Billboard. Again, it goes back to being impressionable, right? So he's doing that to troll. He's doing that because it's gonna draw attention. He recognized that early, and. You know, we're in the era of... We're in the era of Trump because the, yeah. all these feminized dudes okay, want... Well, uh, they want... They want... They, <laughs> they they need a fucking... They need a brash oh. fucking F you kind of guy. And they look at him and they're like, yeah, this is who I want to be. He's daddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah dude, I'm telling you. Yes. None of these kids don't want to be that. Kids... He wouldn't be the president of the United States if he wasn't, bro. He is a fucking... Hyper alpha dude. Man. I don't think I don't think that the word is feminine. I don't think that that's. I, I think that he represents the the worst of masculinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People yeah. who for, want for to be for people who want to be. But it's not just emasculation because I think I, I don't even know that emasculation is the right word because that that implies that these women who they feel threatened by have replaced their masculine energy or, or their power no, and their own which they have. They just right? squeezed it. But, 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 they, but, they, but it also did. But don't take the racism out. You know what I mean? Like don't mm-hmm. take that part. Of, that part is as is as important to the sexism if not more like I think that these these folks might have found a way to make pe- and I get it because it's like the competitor was a woman and it was a white woman so it feels like this is all about that male thing but it's like they the last one right well, that was the yes. black guy and that yes. was eight years of terror for them feeling like their country was being taken away right. from them and so I, I think that a democratic white man not Bernie Sanders but, but somebody who felt more familiar uh, to them might have had a better chance than Hillary Clinton did. Aside, you know, from the whole Russia collusion thing, like we let or Russia interference, Russian interference. Sorry, like we can't pretend that wasn't a factor. But like when when somebody's talking about, you know, the good people are are these ones, and and good people over here, and, and bad people, bad hombres and stuff. Like I, I just think it, it had, it wasn't just about taking manhood. Bad, back. The bad, it, wait, it was about when you say bad hombres, it's bad hombre, and I'm gonna take care of that bad hombre, yeah. right? Like. I got balls. The balls that they fucking snatched. But she was saying that she would, you know, but but again, like, I don't know. I, I understand what you're saying, but I think that, again, 53% of white women made that same vote. And I don't think they see him as being, you know, daddy in the way that he represents the America that they like to live in. Like, the, the Republican Party has done a great job at convincing white people, you know, particularly poor white people, that the reason for their problems is immigration and black folks. Mm-hmm. You know, black like, so that the idea that it, cold it, country. Immigration, black folks, but the other. The other, the other, you know, and and so women are not entirely the other. They want the right to treat women as they see fit, you know. But there are certain things that they'll allow the the women in their lives to do and have access to because these are the women in their lives. Now, what that means to women who look like us—that's a whole other story, right? right? Like, believe me, these guys want their mistresses to be able to get an abortion. You know, right. a lot of them want their woman to be able to get her her food stamps, and they, 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 they usually want their mistresses to be black women, also. Not most of them. Mm. Not most of them. I, I, I think that a lot of them may have some black women in their porn history on mm. their computers, but uh, but uh, but I think that most of them are, are really interested and attracted to to white women. You know, and and 
I think that there there's a certain amount of like what's the word when they're in positions of power over black women or, or Latina women in particular, where they, they can kind of flex that, you know, that this secret lust and slash loathing that they have for them. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that most of these guys are, are going home and, and hitting up, you know, t- Tamika and, and Tasha or Maria. I think they're looking for somebody the who number looks one like Melania on, or Britney Spears. Uh, I forgot what porn website was interracial and, uh, the red states. Yeah, but they don't like see. But they're not watching us. They're watching men who look like you all. They like watching black men fuck their women, and I think that speaks mm. to a whole okay. other. Okay. Thing. Let's stay there. These okay. are... <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you what. Here's here's where I'm going to let you go, Jimmy. I'm going to let you go on this one. Oh no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not rushing out now. I mean, well, okay. Now I'm okay. Comfortable now. Uh, okay. Going outside. Uh, she didn't know if she liked this. She didn't know if she liked this, so she put. No, no, no. She I'm put trying, she might have to leave. No, no, I do. I, do, I gotta go. Well, I gotta make sure I've said enough stuff that I feel okay with before I go. Because, like, God forbid. Uh, yeah. What we've seen within this uh, political administration, but within the last year and a half, is a, a reawakening of an overall feminist movement. But I feel like, I mean, one of the great things that Trump has done, at least, is is the fitness that he's doing, because he's got everybody marching now. <laughs> he's got folks marching crazy, so at least he's got people walking. <laughs> but did you, did you, how did you feel when, when we had all these women's marches all of a sudden, and the organizers looked to Black Lives Matter and said, hey, why don't you guys come out with us and, and you know, help us fill out help us fill out the the streets well that's not exactly how it happened um but you know i I did not participate in the the women's march um you know and i wrote about why i was staying home uh speaking of the the very first one the one that took place the day after the inauguration um you know, I, it was it was a group of, of white women uh, primarily that had gotten really upset after the election, decided, you know, that they want to rise up. They want to do something. And, you know, the, this march is kind of coming together and, it, and it's not really together until, you know, organizers of color, veteran organizers come in um, and, and save them. So Tamika Mallory, Carmen Perez, Linda Sarsour. Um, and I really admire Bob Bland, who was the you know, one of the white women. And she's the most visible uh, uh, white female leader of the Women's March for for understanding, you know, her limitations and, and, you know, forming coalition with these women of color. And what resulted, I think, was a lot more powerful than what you would have got if it were just simply white women who were mad for the first time in their lives about Trump. And that said, I still didn't go. um, And I got, you know, I've been very publicly I've been public about that. And I've also, you know, shown love to all those women publicly and meant both things. It's really a privilege to to feel disinf- to, to feel abused or, or uh, oppressed for the first time after Donald Trump becomes president, right? Like we we had for all of the beautiful moments of the Obama presidency, for all the legislation that he passed or pushed for that we really you know stand by and are proud of and can say this is going to make people's lives better. To have been black in this country. Um, and other identities, including, you know, and a lot of times white and female, um, and though they may not recognize it, is to have always lived with that terror, to always live with that oppression, right? So, like, uh, Mike Brown and, and Trayvon Martin got killed when President Obama's in the office. Rakia Boy gets killed when President Obama's in the office. Um, so, 
it, it wasn't like now everything's bad. Everything's always been bad. It's worse, you know, but perhaps what we can take, and I'm not one of those people who was like, this is the best thing. You know, I know a lot of people are like, I'm glad he won because now people finally see. I'm like, mm, it's some people that were really vulnerable, you know, that, that may die. You know, let alone being deported or, or, you know, incarcerated who might lose or have already lost their lives because of this person's hatred and his recklessness. So, no, I don't think it's right. And his rhetoric, yes. And his rhetoric, you know, exactly. Absolutely. And so I don't think it's okay to sacrifice people who didn't say they wanted to be in a movement because now it's revolution time, you know. But I understand that this is what we have and, and people are, you know, who who were complacent before are, are starting to say or have said, yeah, this is this is not good. And I hope that it inspires them um, to find out how not good things were with the last one and the one before him and the one before him and the one before him. Um, you know, but but I, I I hope that those women, particularly those white women who are new to the idea of, of the oppression and, and violence and, and, and poverty and, and just inequity that has met women of color in this country since we've been here are able to recognize not just wow it feels awful to know that the president is a guy who says just grab him by the pussy they let you do that when you're a celebrity you know that they also feel bad thinking about you know the the mexican woman who was taken away from her children you know, while she takes them to school and because her children are citizens and she's not and, and that they feel bad and, and also know that this happened under the Obama administration and right. And that some of the decisions that he made around immigration opened the door. Right. So it's for that, that the Trump is a con- on a continuum mm. in, in mm. terms of taking people out of here. That's heavy. Right. And, and understanding that it's not just Mexican women, that it's Haitian women. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like like that it's. And so just all of these women from Belize, women from Africa, you know, and and so just recognizing that these are things that people have been. I was I was I actually opened the door for that (laughs) deliberately and and took you longer than than I thought. But (laughs) but um, respectful here, you know, but but just recognizing like and then it's not just women. Right. And and so for them to understand, you know, through hearing us, the the challenges of our men, you know, and that some of them who might have always thought of racism as what it does to black men, you know, like that they could tell you about Trayvon Martin, but couldn't tell you about Rakia Boyd, right? That they don't think about us as, as being um, victims of police violence and, and harassment. You know, and taking it a step further, the ways in which white women are not, they're not complicit in the abuse of black and Latino women. They are active. Mm, they are okay, partners. Thank they you. are, thank you know, in they are frick and to his frack, right? Like they, they so... But for so long, the idea is that racism is a thing that happens to black men and sexism is a thing that happens to white women and white men are the ones who do it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, actually, that it is not quite right. Anyone who is male can 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 be, you know, benefit can benefit from patriarchy, even if he's disenfranchised. And, and anyone who is white can benefit from white supremacy, right? And, and, and white women in particular have a certain level. And, you know, we could talk all day. I say a lot about patriarchy and what that looks like between black men and black women, right? But the difference there is that we see you as our brothers, right? You see us as your sisters. So we still, there's this, still this love thing when we, that makes the abuse worse, 
mm-hmm. when it, when you experience it because it's like you're getting betrayed by somebody that that's supposed to be my family, mm-hmm. you know, or, or some, someone who's like me, who looks or like me. Sympatico, at least. Right, but when white women abuse us, right? When, when when they discriminate against us at work or when they start crying because somebody says, hey, Susie, <gasps> you know, you're being aggressive. You, I feel, you know, like, it's like, Susie, I was just going to tell you that, you know, your lunch is here, but you, you've dissolved into tears because white women are allowed to be that fragile. Um, but in all seriousness, that, that black women in the workplace oftentimes are its home police, as are black men, right? And everyone who isn't a white woman by white women, you know, and, and, and this, the idea of them as being these kind of like delicate, fragile flowers that all of us are responsible for for caring for when they're in our presence, you know, and, and how one of them feeling nervous because you're walking down the street could end your life and no one even knows who you are. You know what I'm saying? Or, or no one knows who this woman who picked up the phone is when, you know, the police show up and the news media shows up and somebody has the, the Twitter video of you getting shot, right? It's like, well, who said that you were out there in the first place in front of your own home, right? Or, or down the street from, from your mom's house or whatever. So with that, I am hoping that these newly agitated, you know, pink pussy hat wearing girls are, are they're mad, they're fed up. And then they realize that this is just the tip of the iceberg. Like, just if that feels that bad to you, imagine what it's like to be the woman who has to clean the toilet for these motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine what it feels like to have had your ability to, to just be a woman in the way that you are stripped away from you because that's what so many of us have been dealing with. So, you know, if they're, they're ready to actually be feminists for the first time in, in many of their lives, then then welcome to the party. Mm-hmm. Damn. Damn. Who do you think Drake is dating right now? You know, <laughs> I went through a Drake thing for quite a while. When it gets heavy. And when it gets too heavy. So, you feel like that's what the culture That's the culture. That's the culture. Who's that's Drake dating? The, yeah, you got to break it up. Yeah. <laughs> Man, chill out. Chill. Let me ask you something. Like, gender roles in relationships. Because you were just speaking, and I was like, wow, like, captivated by it. Right? Like, wow. But I just imagine, like, I'm trying to watch something and then it's like, this is going on. Like, dude, like, she's super smart. But, like, can I deal with that? <laughs> That's why a lot of my friends, I have a lot of friends, we live in Queens, like, the most diverse fucking mm-hmm. borough in America, in the world, actually. A lot of my friends are going back home and get, like, my boy just went back to the Philippines. He's never even fucking been there. And I'm like, why are you going to fucking Philippines to get a, this women all over the place? Hey, women here talk too much. Oh my gosh. I knew you were going to say oh, we talk too much. <laughs> yeah, he said that. <laughs> he said that. And I'm not saying you talk too much, but yeah. I, like in my, in my experience, like the, the, the most long lasting rich relationships are between like a hyper alpha male and an ultra feminine female. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, I How don't, does that work? For me, I don't think. Um, yeah. Okay. I think. Uh, well, I'll say that in terms of my relationships, I've dated a you know I think a, a variety of guys, um, and that for the most part, the the ones. <laughs> um, I mean, what black woman hasn't dated some rap? They weren't famous rappers, but you know what black man hasn't rapped. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> um, but you know, I, I, I think <laughs> at some point. Um, but I, I think that uh, I, I've dated diverse, you know, uh, type of 
type of guy, I, I think. And I tend to go for kind of artsy, you know, smart, usually... I haven't dated. You gotta be smart to keep yeah, up. Yeah, and I haven't. Thank you. And I haven't dated anyone seriously who they weren't all like feminist dudes straight up. And I don't think that most of the guys I've dated, you know, would say would use that word, you know, or, or maybe they use it later after having dated me or after having, you know, what I'm saying like. But it's always usually a reflection of some strong female influence in their life, right? But like they weren't wild sexist, right? Like, that's a big difference. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing to be like, he don't got all the answers, but he's also not offending me. Mm. You know what uh, I mean? So it's yeah, like, he's sense. like, okay, cool. yeah, so I have no problem explaining things. And, and uh, we're not always Because I, I need explanation. I need an ear beating yeah. from you. And we're not always talking. And I, and I think GY can give some, you know, being my friend for as many years as we've been friends and, and him having been around men that I've dated um, and, and me being around me and with men I've dated multiple, um, that, that, we're not always talking heavy stuff, right? So Got we it. might be talking about who Drake is dating. We might be talking about, you know, like food or weather or anything. Like I, I like to think I'm a fun girl and I have a regular life. And, you know, I am relatively traditional, you know, in, in gender roles at times. Um, and, and, you know, I like having doors open for me and, and, and somebody, I, I typically date guys that are taller than I am. You know All what right. I'm saying? Like there, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like feminism means to have mm -hmm. the choice to do those things. Right. They're not required of me so like I'm not less of a you know he's not I'm not less of a woman in the relationship Got if it. I earn more if I were taller or because you know if I spoke louder right like it's just a, this is what we chose and if that works that's what works you mm -hmm. know and if it doesn't then you know choosing something else but it I think that it's made the quality of my relationships you know serious and casual better mm -hmm. you know like I feel comfortable saying what I want right. what I need um, you know it kind of in all aspects of, of what we're doing um, I'm clear on who I am I'm clear on like what my negotiations are um, you know, I think there have been some times that kind of the politics stuff in your head kind of weighs you down a little bit and you're thinking too hard and you're like, oh, you know, as a woman, I feel like, you know, as a black woman, I really want somebody to do this for me. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I've certainly done a little bit of that. But, it, you know, I don't think it's terribly different from, from dating somebody else. And in I, my head, a feminist would have walked in here with like a trucker cap and I, that is you're so the last funny. person. Yeah. <laughs> this is, wow. This, this, this I is what I see in my head. I, mean, and I, I did not <laughs> expect you. Uh, wow. I was so happy tonight uh, when Camila came through and she and she wasn't wearing the, the um, you love dark lipstick. I do. I do wear that. <laughs> I I'm not a troll, okay? Okay. But that is I, so funny. I extra like your pictures when you don't have dark lips. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I might have I might have screen cap. I might have screen cap. There you go. Several. I got I got a question I wanted to ask. Like you talked about negotiations, right? Like yes. a lot of my friends, like they're afraid of speaking on these subjects because they don't want to say the wrong thing because they don't want to yeah. get dragged, right? Yeah. So it's like honestly, like, we talk about balance because like as a black man, I feel like a lot of the issues that we go through, like I feel like the black woman, it, it's that same thing, if not worse, just because a lot of times the black woman they can't protect themselves, they can't fend for themselves if it's something really crazy going down. So like a you mean like a physical altercation? Yes, like, or, yeah. I feel like I hear all of these like I've been get, I've been hearing this narrative now, and it really bothers me where they're like, oh, the black man hates the black woman, and like these kind of narratives that are gotten, getting pushed out. Why do you feel, do you feel like this is something that all men, I mean, obviously, if you're not a part of that, so you're like, oh, we're not talking about you, right? I get mm -hmm. that, but like, yeah. what can men 
and women do to kind of meet in the middle because it's very divisive and it seems like if we're all kind of going through this like you know hurtful things and we're all like getting held down on as like Haitian Miguel said in another episode like we're like the most marginal group right why why is it that we don't come together more often and what's kind of stopping that wait wait what Haitian Miguel said is that black men are the most marginalized group and I think that's where the there you go. There is. Hey, is that you guys kind of forget that we I'm want this wall? I don't want. I don't yeah. want to compete. But, but that was that was my point. Yeah, that's, like that's, 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 right. that's, that's the that's the that's the that is the divide right there. I just want to clarify something. Yeah. I said that, and I said when what I was I was talking about black women mm-hmm. and their support of the black man, right? Like, you guys, psychologists. You guys have the good credit. You hold us down. So, so, but that, yeah, that, that's, there's some mythology around the idea that black women and girls are doing so much better than black men and boys. So much so that when president, so like president Obama's, uh, my brother's keeper was like one of the most kind of celebrated pieces of legislation. Like that he established this thing for black men and boys. And I was one of, I don't know if I officially signed on the letter, but I know I participated you know, there was pushback, right? There were people that said, hold on, the data. And, and so I'm not a, a, I'm not a scholar, right? So just on its note, without even getting into the data, my immediate analysis was, this is great. And so does my sister's keeper roll out during March? Like, what, you know, I'm assuming that's next year, right? Like, I immediately know that there's a need for what you recognize in black men and boys in terms of this need. We have that same need, a right? Balance. With people that are much smarter than me, such as Kimberly Crenshaw, who is the scholar who coined the term intersectionality and is kind of like the architect of that, you know, framework that has made its way to us regular regular schmegular folks you know we talk about what it means to be black and a woman or black and gay or black and an immigrant that these multiple thing identities can you can you're dealing with the oppression that comes with all of them right and so what what her organization african-american policy forum put together you know did some research and or presented a report i think it was called why we can't wait you know saying that why do black girls and women need the same sort of you know if we're saying that mbk is effective why we need the same sort of thing the data that they used to substantiate the need for my brother's keeper did not prove that boys needed it more it shows that in terms of suspensions and expulsions, starting at the preschool level. In fact, I believe preschool girl, which is the idea of preschool and kindergarten suspensions to me is beyond insane. Insane. Right? Insanity. It's beyond insane. But the, I, I believe that black girls might even get suspended I, from, pre, I, from preschool and, and kindergarten more than black boys. Grade, um, Michael Owens yeah. and Billy Bang, Stacy Wilson protecting me from them niggas. <laughs> <laughs> like these little terrors these guys will end up being terrors citywide terrors yeah all right but back in in, in kindergarten first Yo, grade Stacey. Stacey Wilson Shout out something Stacey Wilson. <laughs> actually I, I gotta find out because Stacey Wilson you look like Stacey Wilson that's so funny it's true story true story so Stacey Wilson taller than me held me down <laughs> Shut That's them niggas do. down. And that is what we do. And that is Rabbit, what we do. I know that you out there, but she, in so many she, ways. She yoked them up so bad, thank goodness she wasn't suspended. But yeah. she she kept them niggas off my back. She got the on them, man. <laughs> she yoked them. Put them in the yoke. All right. Jamila, but, where can we find you? 
Rabbit, we, we know you're out there. Jamila's here, brother. Relax. <laughs> that was the third one. That Where can we one? find you to be nice to you? Uh, you can please visit uh, the work that I do in my nine to five, Cassius Life, like CassiusClay.com. Um, we did our, I'm the VP of News and Men's Programming for I1 Digital, um, one of the site, which is a the digital uh, portion of the Urban One um, media empire owned by Kathy Hughes, so Black-owned business. Uh, proud to work for another Black-owned business. Um, one of the sites that I manage is, is called Cassius, as in Cassius Clay. It's a millennial platform, lifestyle, culture, news, primarily male-focused, um, but we're talking to everyone. Uh, I should say we're male-leaning in certain ways, but for March, uh, we just dropped our new issue. It's, it's online only, but we do like a cover and a cover story every month. So this month is Waiting to Inhale the Black Woman's Guide to Marijuana. Ooh. I am so excited and proud and just, you know, I, I wrote something. Can you get um, a story about you and your mom? I wrote it. That's you. Oh, okay. So yeah, I mean, well, you got to read it. Yes, but I wrote a story. We'll, I wrote we'll a story. Make sure, we'll make sure we read it. We'll make yes, sure we read it. We'll link it in the we, show notes. Yes. Shout out, Cassie. Shout out, yeah, shout out to shout Dustin. Out. Like, Dustin's so funny. Grown man shit. <laughs> yes. Dustin's dope, dope, hilarious. Dope, dope, dope. So. Jamila, yes. thank you for coming in tonight thank and, you for and spending me. some time with us. And good to see you again. Thank you. Good to see. It's going to be, just know it's going to be awkward forever. <laughs> Not tonight. Tonight wasn't awkward. I laugh. It'll be next time. It'll be the All next right. time that's scenes that's when it's going to hit me. I'll be like, the, uh, hey. That's a bet. That's a bet. Some green juice. We crash out here. That's a bet. That's a bet. I'm fine with that now. I'm fine with that now. I mean, I've gotten over that. But thank you, though. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having me. Yes. Yeah. Talking text. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for coming in here tonight. Um, Barky Yeezus wasn't with us because he's still serving out his suspension. I'm glad he wasn't here tonight. This one, this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm curious what that would have been like. Oh, oh, oh we got some. Sheesh. I heard we. I'm kind of sad he wasn't here for this. Maybe I'm a little saucy. We 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 we've got some issues to discuss with yeah, with our yeah, with our yeah, co-host yeah. Barkey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, in the meantime, <laughs> internet, if you uh, if you need an attorney at law, uh, if you are behind on child support payments, if you owe the IRS some tax money, if you got a boot on your car, make sure to give the law offices of Jenkins and Jenkins and Jenkins and Jenkins, and Jenkins LLC and Associates a call. 1-800-227-9393. All right. Internets. Talk a texture. Peace. This podcast is a proud presentation of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace, Combat Jack. Executive producer A. King, supreme engineer on the cut, Brother Christopher. I'm Dallas Penn. Fuck you. No, no, I'm, I'm just playing. No, fuck you, though. You know who I'm talking to.